0: everybody this is just sold with brent mcintosh of the mcintosh group at remax river city my name is brent griffiths brent joins us as always how you doing i'm well how are you brent fine you were looking great today on this zoom
1: podcast thing that we're doing one of these days we're going to be in the same room together
0: it will happen have we never done Someday. one have we, have never. We never, we've never done one in the same studio. No.
1: This hmm. is our 34th episode, and the first 33 have all been over Zoom. I have not sat down in a studio with you for years now. Wow. And you're okay with that?
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm not
1: complaining, am I?
0: Uh, I'm just no, you're not. I can't wait to do this uh, face-to-face someday. Like, get back to some kind of normal. Let's uh, mm-hmm. do what we always do to kick off the month we do, kind of a look back at the past month, which is with the month of May. And where do you want to start with this one today?
1: Well, as you know, I'm a numbers guy. So I love this monthly update when we do talk about the numbers from the Edmonton Real Estate Board, because that's the best way to track what's happening in the market and what's going to happen in the market. And let's talk about sales. So normally by this time of year, there's been approximately 7,000 sales in the Edmonton Real Estate Board. Last year at this time, a pandemic year, we were only at 5,000 sales. This year, we're already at 10,800 sales wow. for the first five months of 2021. So the market is busy out there. And if you're an Edmontonian driving around, one of the things that you've probably noticed in comparison to previous years is actually sold signs. Uh, for for the past five six years, you've seen a lot of for sale signs, but haven't seen a lot of sold signs. So that's what you're typically seeing. Now, is a for sale sign goes up, and a few weeks later, there's already a sold sticker on that sign. When we look at it per category, um, and we break it down, the single detached numbers there have been nine thousand five hundred listings. Now that's quite a bit higher than last year, where we only had sixty eight hundred listings by this number, but If we compare it to a more normal year, and today we're going to use 2018 as that normal year, we're at the exact same amount of listings that we had in 2018. So we are stride for stride, month for month, mimicking what happened in 2018 as far as the amount of homes that have been for sale. Um, There's been 7,000 sales last year at this time in the single family market. There was only 3,000 sales. So we're up 133% in sales in 2018. I'm just going to keep using that number again, a more normal year. There were 4,300 sales. So even compared to the 2018 numbers, we're up 62% for sales in the single family detached market. The median sales price Now for uh, houses, single family houses in Edmonton is $425,000. Last year at this exact time, it was $387,500. So we're up quite a bit. Uh, Last month, by the way, it was exactly $425,000 as well. So there was no increase between April and May for the actual median sales price for single family homes. And again, let's look back at 2018. The median sales price was $405,250. So we're up about $20,000 from 2018. Condos. Now, this is the troublesome part of the market. Single family and acreage sales have been booming and prices have been rising. If you're a condo owner, it hasn't been fun to sell your condo. And although our sales are better and prices are rising in the condo market, not to the same extent as the detached houses and acreage market. So there have been 5,700 listings this year. Now let's compare that to last year where we only had 3,650. So we've had quite a few more listings this year. In 2018, there were 5,200 listings. So we're up by 500 condo listings even compared to 2018 standards. Sales, 2,300 so far this year. Last year at the same time, 1,132. So, sales are up 103% compared to last year. But compared to 2018, we had 1,800 sales. So, sales are up by 28% compared to 2018. And if you recall what we just talked about with single family, sales were up 62% compared to 2018. For single family, only up 28%. For condominium. The median sales price is now $226,750. Last year at this time, $188,750. So we're up quite a bit finally for the median sales price for condominiums. It actually rose by about $13,000 from April to May. So in April, it was $213,500. In May, again, $226,750. In 2018, our median sales price was 225000 So it's actually the exact same number it was in 2018. Uh, we've been falling for the condo prices for quite some time. And finally, in the last few months, we've t- finally seen those condo prices rising. Acreage sales. Now, you, you and I have talked about acreages for the past um, couple of months of what a boom it's yeah. been as we're seeing people leave urban areas and go out to rural um, because now you can work for home and as long as you've got good internet service you don't necessarily have to drive into the office you can work from your laptop out on three acres of your own and so um, we've seen 1046 listings compared to 900 last year uh, in 2018 1057 so we're almost exactly that number that we had in 2018 sales this year 660 acreages have sold so far this year last year same time 242 wow. that's an increase of 172 percent. again let's choose a, a 2018 we had 283 sales our increase for acreage sales is up 133 percent compared to 2018 so we, we are seeing people flocking leaving the city going out to acreages and a huge demand for those The median sales price is now just under 640,000 for acreages. Last year, it was 512,500. So we're looking at 130,000 more um, in just one year. And we're constantly seeing that median sales price for acreages go up. And in fact, in April, it was five hundred and ninety-five thousand. Again, now it's just under six hundred and forty thousand. So, quite a raise when you're at forty-five at thousand jump in, in the median sales price just in the last thirty days. If I go back again to two thousand eighteen to compare a, a more fair year, uh, our median sales price for acreages was six hundred and ten. So, again, we're sitting at six forty. So, we're up from two thousand and eighteen, and that's probably been the biggest jump in the marketplace. Is those rural sales in comparison. So it's good. Um I'm not a doom and gloom guy as you can imagine, but I am cautious. And I the media will tend to play some stories and we're get, we're hearing it from our clients where where you know they want to list their house and and can they expect 20 30 80 offers on their house? No. That is not what's happening in the Edmonton marketplace. You're seeing that in Vancouver and Toronto and Ottawa, um, even some of the Maritimes are seeing some real big booms in their marketplace. Uh, the Prairies, uh, we still are, 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 although it's good. Yeah, we're still in, in in sort of a recession. We we are not seeing people move or flock to Edmonton uh, anytime recently, and and the beat, the up take in the amount of properties that have sold, I think is due mostly to a couple of things. Uh, the millennials getting into house buying, um, they're skipping the condo market, as you can see that the condo sales aren't uh, doing as well as single family. So they're going straight to single family homes. They're enjoying these really low interest rates, which we'll talk about here in a second, because I, I think those interest rates are going to slowly but surely rise over the next two years. And the uh, they've changed the qualifying rate Um, in in anticipation of that, and and I'll explain that here shortly, but I I do see that we're going to see a lot more listings hit the market in the next 30 to 60 days. Sales will start to slow down as they normally do in the summer. This won't be something that's unexpected. And in fact, we might see prices start to fall in August and September is, is really what I'm going to see. Uh, they have raised the qualifying rate, Bryn. And, and what that means is, is a lot of people look to qualify and they see these really low interest rates. So they're going to get an interest rate to 2.3% for five years, whatever it might be. And that's how they do their math to see if they qualify. But um, that's not actually the rate that the banks use to qualify you on. They take whatever rate you're going to get and add 2% and or, use 5.29% is the new rate as of June 1st it used to be 4.79% so they've now raised it by half a percent so typically for most people anyway that 5.29% is how you're going to qualify and why they've done that is they're trying to slow down the Toronto and Vancouver market and the rest of us are sort of caught in the shrapnel and so it will slow down our markets as well and so that will lower some of the buyers purchasing power. So if they were going to be buying a $350,000 house before, they might be only able to afford a $320,000 house now.
0: Well, now here's the question for you on interest rates, because uh, I, you know, I, I read a lot, but I, I don't know what to believe and what not to believe. But one of the things they were talking about is that the unemployment, we had about 200,000 people out of work this past month, or it might've been even in April. And they thought that that might Convinced the Bank of Canada not to raise interest rates a little bit, but it's it just seems like it's very. Uh, I'm trying to. It seems like it's very inconsistent here. Is that, is that what makes you a little nervous? Yeah, and and so even just a year
1: ago, they were hinting that they wouldn't be raising interest rates for three to five years. Yeah, and yet now they've already started to. So we are getting some slightly mixed messages. I think one of the things that you can rely on. At least there won't be a gigantic increase in interest rates. I think that you're going to see them rise in the next 365 days, but I don't think you're going to have to worry about them rising by three or four or five percent. I think you're probably going to see a rise of at least one percent, but probably no more than two percent in um, in Canada's general interest rate. And the reason for that is, is ironically people's overspending will help save those interest rates at nice and low, because if they jump them by three to 5%, you're going to see a lot of people underwater very quickly. And that's when you'll start to see foreclosures hit the market. Unfortunately for Canadians, something that's not really publicized, uh, as far as a first world nation goes, Canadians are one of the highest in debt people in the world. And in fact, the numbers uh, show that For every dollar earned, the average Canadian owes $1.70. And and so that will protect those low interest rates because if they raise them, then you're going to see a lot of people walking away from their house purchases, especially in markets. Maybe not so much Edmonton, by the way, which is relatively affordable as far as big cities go in Canada. But those people who are buying properties in Toronto and Vancouver, paying a million dollars for a small little house, and all of a sudden those properties drop by a hundred or 200,000 and they owe more than that. They'll just walk away. And, and like uh, back in the eighties, that used to be a jingle mail where you used to just mail your keys and back into the bank. And yeah. <laughs> and so the, env- the envelope would jingle. And so the bank, uh, the banks don't want to see that happen no. ever again. Hey, here, and, here's, and
0: so, I, here's the other thing too. There's been a little more positivity. Maybe that's positivity is not the word I want to use. A lot more positive news on the COVID front and, so people are, are feeling a little better about things. I'm one of those guys, I don't like to rush out and say, hey, it's over, it's over, it's over, we're getting back to normal. I need, I, I need to see some more information on it. I'm kind of curious to know from your standpoint whether or not you're noticing that people are a little more upbeat over the last few weeks when it comes to uh, maybe selling their home or buying a home, a new home, that kind of stuff, just based, based on how everybody seems to be feeling these days.
1: I, I think the proof is in one of those stats that I gave earlier today, just about how many more listings there is. So yes, I would agree that the comfort level of of the conditions we're in and and the fact that we might be rounding a, a so-called last corner and, and getting back to normal, you're right. I, I think that that people are more comfortable with that this is almost over and let's get back to living. And so those people that had waited to sell their properties and to have strangers in their house, Uh, are now more comfortable with the situation.
0: The other thing too, and we've talked about this for numerous months, about this little surge in people leaving the city, going into their bubble out in a rural area, and they can kind of, you know, isolate themselves from everybody else. Do you see that happening or carrying on for at least the remainder of this calendar year? Yeah. And, and what's really interesting about that, Brandon, and, and mark
1: my words (laughs) Because we can have a conversation in about three to five years uh, that those same few people who have this year and, and last year moved out to acreages will realize that there is um, quite a bit more work than they might have uh, not anticipated. And then they'll start to sell those acreages again. So, so acreages are very cyclical that way.
0: Two words, riding mower. This <laughs> is about the only way I could word it. Uh, yeah. And, and uh,
1: you know, one of the things that I like to describe, is this a one beer or two beer lawn? How, how, how long are you <laughs> on that mower? And when you buy your mower, you make sure that there's a cup holder. Um, but yes, that, it, there can be some extra work involved for people who have never lived on an acreage. And I'm not just talking about water and septic systems, but yes, like being on that lawn mower for two to four hours, depending on how much lawn there might be, or even if you've got a fully treed lot, how often you're clearing brush and, and, they're just some extras that if you've lived in, your, in a, the urban areas your entire life that you might not be ready for. So any of our clients that do think they're ready for an acreage, we go over a lot of things with them prior to just to make sure that they're prepared for, for what they're getting into, that this isn't just something that um, you should go into without some thought um, as far as even doing laundry. When you've got a septic system, you have to be careful about how often you're doing laundry. Because those soaps that the washing machine use when they go into your septic system can shorten the life of that septic system. So uh, we, I kind of have a, a slogan saying that every day is laundry day. And if you're somebody rural, you'll understand what that means. Is that means one load a day and no more. Because if you wait to do five loads on Saturday, you're really killing that septic system and it doesn't have time to recover from all the soap that you're putting into it.
0: I know you're probably not ready for this, but any usual, unusual stories over the past month or so? Like, did you did you hear about a property that just sold for a crazy price, or you know that we we try to address that once in a while? But I'm just I haven't heard you say that. Oh, there's one place that went and went for more than we expected, or there was some unusual circumstance with one sale or one purchase, whatever. Anything that sticks out this past month?
1: Yeah, a couple. So so our team has been fortunate enough with some of our sellers to sell some of our properties in multiple offers anywhere from two to six offers we've seen. And it's not those same stories that we were sharing on some of our earlier podcasts where properties are selling a hundred, 200, 300,000 more than list. Yeah. Uh, typically, um, most of them have been selling for five or $10,000 over list. Um, but we did get one in, um, a neighborhood called Patricia Heights, which is a nice area of West Edmonton, just off of the river. And we listed that property at 500,000 with a game plan of selling it quickly. We actually had 19 showings in one day, Bryn. Wow. Um, from our coming soon campaign and getting a list of people ready to go in and see it. So there was a lineup of showings all day long. We ended up with six offers and that property did sell for $40,000 over list price. So there is some really great stories like, like that, that was quite a bit higher. Although we, we expected to sell it for a little bit over list price. We didn't expect it to sell for quite that much over list price. Um, But that was a, a wonderful story for those sellers. And, and, Um, But most of the other ones, they're selling relatively reasonable as far as close to list price, even when there's two or three offers. One of the things that we've run into quite often, in fact, right now, we have quite a few listings that we have on the market and some that are about to come on the market waiting for the grant of probate to happen. And this is something new that we haven't had to experience before this year. Uh, That process is really delayed. And and in fact, for years and years, it would take anywhere from three to six weeks. And six weeks was a long time. Now it's taking anywhere from five to six months to get the grant of probate. And in in fact, uh, had one where unfortunately, the lawyer who put in the paperwork last year screwed up. Filed it in October, made a mistake with that grant of probate. And when it came up in March, when they're finally at the top of the pile, there, there was an error and the file got sent back. And now they've redone it and now they're back to the bottom of the pile. And they have to wait another five to six months to get it. So they're not in a position to be able to sell that property. So, so that's been something really yeah. unusual that we as real estate agents haven't had to deal with um ever in Alberta or Edmonton I should say Edmonton specifically because I hear that the the probate files in Witasquin for example are only taking three weeks but here in Edmonton they're taking five to six months to do so if somebody is working on an estate file that is one extra thing that they should be wary of and and make sure that they're filing for that grant of probate as soon as possible
0: anything else we should be talking about
1: No, I I think that if somebody is thinking about selling, that they should call us immediately. Just because, as I said, I'm very cautious and I can tell you of watching past markets that although things have been really good for sellers here in the Edmonton area, that things will change relatively quickly. And we're going to start to see that median sales price drop. And in fact, sales will drop off very, very quickly as soon as we get to the summer. So June is your typical last best selling month of any given year. So March, April, May and June, those are your best months to list properties and sell properties. And not that July and August are terrible months, but we will see a lot fewer sales in those months than what we've seen in the past three months.
0: Okay, so how do how do people get a hold of you? They can
1: call our team directly, 780-464-0075, or find us almost anywhere on social media or the internet at macintoshgroup.ca. Any one of my team members will be happy to meet with you, no cost, no obligation to talk about the market and help you buy or sell your house in Edmonton.
0: And there we go. That's our look at the month of May. Thanks for this, and we'll talk to you next week, okay? Thanks, Bryn. See you soon. All right, thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'm Bryn Griffiths. He's Brent McIntosh, and we'll see you next time.